Welcome to the experience. Sharing insights into the future of customer and employee experiences with Avaya. Welcome to the experience. I'm your host, Steve Forkham, and with me today is the Chief Revenue Officer of Avaya, Stephen Spears. Stephen oversees the strategy, performance, and alignment of revenue operations for Avaya, helping to accelerate execution on the company's growth strategies and delivering experiences that matter to Avaya customers. He is here to talk to us about how you can solve digital workplace problems. Stephen, thank you for joining the show today. Businesses have had to go through some remarkable changes as a result of COVID. And with the surges that are going on right now, most of them are pivoting on their reopening plans. What have we learned about how organizations are adapting and leveraging collaboration solutions to manage such a dynamic environment? Wow. I'll tell you, Steve, that's, that's a real heavy hitting question right out of the gate, but, but I love it. And, and in fact, I, I think we're seeing organizations shift and change almost daily, right? Whether it's uh, Google who was supposed to go in Q4 and now in Q1, or it's Microsoft that kind of announces this permanent flexible environment. I think that what we're seeing is that slowly organizations are realizing that we're never going to go back to the way it was. And that's good, right? Because from a enterprise communication and collaboration environment, I think what it really sets the stage for is how we connect employees and constituents into an environment where they can be productive and they can actually get their work done. You know, I like to look at things in from a measure of what does it take to get work accomplished? And I think that what we're seeing is that these collaboration solutions are the glue that's going to hold this together in this disparate environment. So whether a company has a policy of three days in the office, two days at home, or a work from anywhere kind of mentality, it's the capabilities of solutions like our spaces solution or CCAS and UCAS that really will become the, the baseline for how organizations stay together. And our reliance on those environments is going to only heighten uh, in, in the days, months, years to come. Yeah. And, you know, there's a saying that work is something that we do, not somewhere we go. And that was really illustrated during the pandemic. But I think if you start to dig deeper into that, this, this concept of a one-size-fits-all toolkit to just enable productivity, that strategy, I think, falls short because while the location is one element of productivity, there are different employees and different workers in each you know, part of the business. And each one needs different toolkits in order to succeed. You know, where do you see the industry and the tools that we use today needing to evolve as we move forward into the future? You know, Steve, I, I got to tell you, it's almost like we scripted this ahead of time. <laughs> you know, just this morning, we were talking about a very large automobile parts manufacturer, storied company in Germany 
with a long history of being an Avaya customer. And they had originally decided to go down the path of a single UC vendor based on the desktop, based on a browser, and without naming any names. And they they were like ticked and tied and ready to sign. And it wasn't until somebody said, well, wait a minute, what are we doing for all of our shop floor employees? What does this mean for everyone who spends their day, you know, basically building an automobile engine or constructing a piston and cylinder set or whatever, right? At the end of the day, what was brought out and brought to light is that the chances of a one size fits all or a one vendor service all is incredibly small, regardless of what industry you're in, whether you're in the automotive industry or you're in high tech or service industry, the range of needs in each of those industries is enormous. And I think that really gives way to Avaya's composable enterprise strategy. Right. We really believe that we're not the owners of IP that can service every industry and every niche. And so we have to come to market with a very flexible platform that allows industry to kind of plug and play and get what they need. You know, there's one thing that I I get a kick out of telling analysts about Avaya, which is we very much believe in this concept of start anywhere and go everywhere, right? And nothing better illustrates that than this manufacturing company that figured out at the 11th hour that they needed endpoints on the shop floor and everything in between that to browser-based communication. And it was only after somebody pointed out that they realized that, oh yeah, I have to deal with the lowest common denominator. And I think that points really well to Avaya's approach and to how we've really structured our, our go-to-market and, and ultimately our strategy for our solutions as well. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, our composable story really is addressing the, the mindset of things being binary. You know, I need a solution for my employees to talk to my employees. I need a solution for my customers to talk to my organization you know, the, the unified communications and contact center yin and yang of our industry. And I think that more and more organizations are realizing that there are different cohorts talking to different cohorts. You know, a customer talking to an employee doesn't necessarily land in the contact center. A uh, perfect e- example is uh, my wife interviewed for a job during the pandemic, and that interview was delivered over a video meetings platform. And we're in Avaya House. You know, we conducted virtual Easter with uh, Avaya Spaces and a CU360. She had never used this service before, and it was intimidating to her. Mm. And, you know, the traditional investment of, well, you know, if you're a contact customer talking into a, you know, or organization, you're going to come through the front door of our contact center doesn't apply. And it's really, you know, you mentioned another element there. It's really easy to overwhelm or underwhelm with a toolkit. You know, the, the gentleman on the, on the manufacturing floor doesn't necessarily even have a computer, never mind, you know, logging into a, a team messaging and collaborate. They just need to be able to pick up the phone and make a call when they need an expert to ask about something. And the square peg round hole that we've tried to deliver into the market in the past 
you know, really kind of ignores that part of the business. And that's where I think a lot of organizations struggle to normalize on those tools. Now, you know, you mentioned Avaya and composability. Can you dive a little bit deeper into what does that mean for organizations to, you know, create composable experiences and how do we empower that? You bet. You know, so I, I love your example, by the way, about your wife and, and leveraging that video conferencing tool. And it really, you know, reminded me of a situation that one of our own colleagues had, right? And, uh, you know, he went out to purchase uh, shirts from a, a well-known online vendor uh, called Untuck It, which makes the shirts that mm-hmm. come to your, your basically your waistline. They never work well for me because they always ride up and know my belly button. But for this guy, he's pretty thin, right? But, you know, he had this incredible experience where he went out and he leveraged the chat bot from the website. Now, traditionally, Steve, that web bot would have been tied to a contact center employee inside of four brick walls with no windows on some kind of three by eight shift, right? Mm-hmm. But because of COVID and because of the change and the way that people have to work to get their quote unquote work accomplished, that chatbot was actually tied to a sales associate in the retail store. And he says, hey, I'd like to know if your sweaters have the same cut and fit as your dress shirts. Do they hit me at the waist? And within a couple minutes, the chatbot delivered back to him three or four photos of the sweaters on mannequins from the retail floor location. Now, two years ago, that would have never happened. Oh, yeah. But what has occurred is this incredible change to what I call the customer value life cycle. Mm -hmm. And now, whether you're that retail employee or the first line sales manager or someone in brand marketing, all the way to that call center employee, you have the need to be part of that communication chain. And that needs the tool set. Now, the, this, the, and this plays out to exactly the scenario you described, which is ultimately there is no difference or delta between UC and CC. It's simply a pane of glass that serves up what that employee needs to get their work done. And it can be controlled and- via you know, routing or via security or whatever, but that is how the composable applications piece fits into that, right? Because it doesn't matter if it's it needs facial recognition software to authenticate that that employee, or they need special AI to understand the the temperature of the customer on the phone. All of those pieces fit into the Avaya solution story as little micro web services that can deliver what each employee needs to get work done. And I'm sorry I cut you off, Steve. No, that's okay. And I think one of the one of the key ingredients of composability is that you can't get it from one supplier. You know, you kind of talked about that customer in Germany who is realizing, you know, their perceived nirvana was a single vendor solution, but the realities of, you know, the multi needs of the organization, you know, are like waves crashing into the sandcastle and it just erodes. 
right? One of the strengths, I think, of our strategy is the fact that we're not saying we can do it all. You know, we've partnered with a lot of the, the best and brightest and, and created hooks. One of the challenges, in my opinion, of automation is people just skip it because it, in the past, it didn't add value. And organizations put the self-service in front of my objective of, of talking to a person. It wasn't designed to help me. And I think what we've created with a lot of our partnerships is self-service that actually delivers value, so much value. You could almost put a, a phone number or a link and tell your customers, this is my self-service application. Instead of ambushing them, you know, I called in to talk to somebody, you're putting this thing in front of me. It, it's got to be so much value that as a customer, I seek it out instead of being ambushed by it. You know, what are some of the examples that you've seen? of some of the partnerships that we've used to create some really amazing experiences for customers that matter? Well, I'll just go back to, you know, a comment I made a minute ago, right? What, leveraging something like Google CCAI to, to really gauge and understand the temperature of a customer that's on the other line, right? You know, so that you as an agent or as a manager can have access to understanding the sentiment that's being expressed. And, and by the way, not just in English, but in, you know, I, I think over 40 languages today, right? So that this concept of, you know, having AI be able to better interpret the way that the customer is feeling or is expressing their sentiment even more so accurately than the person that's on the other line. And then providing some guidance and some help and some, Hey, you know, you might want to try this or, or, you know what, you might want to get a manager right now because things are, are getting a little bit out of control. You know, th that's certainly one example. Uh, another one is, you know, the, the amazing work that Avaya has done in, in contact tracing uh, for COVID, right? Uh, again, you know, le leveraging, you know, this kind of microservice technology to be able to connect, you know, different you know, medical offices, different medical fields and applications, micro applications that can be utilized for, for contract tracing, you know, it, and it, the, the list goes on and on and on. In fact, I think there's, you know, one financial institution right now where, where there's over 12 other vendor solutions that are part of the mix to make up that composable or that composed enterprise solution. And something you said, it really got me, Stephen. And I want to talk about it because it's so critical. Sure. We, we used to talk about applications in the concept of we're going to build these enterprise apps, so to speak, and they need to be enterprise grade, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's funny. If you said that to a client today, they would laugh at you. Right. They don't want enterprise grade. Yep. Enterprise grade means, you know what? Not a lot of value, a lot of cost, and a lot of wasted effort based on my job title, meaning it takes me 16 screens to get to the single transaction that I need to use as an employee. Instead, what our customers are asking for and what the marketplace is demanding is a consumer grade experience, right? They want it to be just as easy to get their job done mm -hmm. as it is to order the latest hits from the Apple Music Store or to order their Papa John's pizza. 
it only takes three clicks. It should only take three clicks, for example, to order the new laptop, or it should take less than three clicks to get to my supervisor or to get to my downwind supplier. And that's the beauty, right? That's the beauty of what we see occurring. And again, it goes back to Avaya's strategy, which is recognizing that we don't have all of the IP across the enterprise, yet we want to build this open platform that allows us to consume the very best in web services to provide that pane of glass for the end user that just wants to get their job done. That's all they want to do, right? And if we can do that and prove prove the value of that, it also benefits Avaya because candidly, it raises the customer's willingness to pay, right? That, that's, that's the good news. That's the old adage, right? Yeah. A customer's willingness to pay for something is, you know, linked directly and non-separably to the value that they perceive. And I think that that's the beauty of uh, what we're doing with uh, composable applications. Yeah, I, I think the biggest benefit is we no longer create products, we've got a platform. And we empower our customers to create experiences that matter for their customers and their employees. You mentioned on total experience. You know, when we think in the contact center, a lot of the idea of, of dealing with the, you know, expanded wait times is to create this army of evil robots using artificial intelligence that are going to replace agents. And you touched on, you know, we want to empower employees to do their jobs better through the use of AI. Mm. But what that also does is it creates this lowering of the customer temperature because, you know, one of the frustrating things when I call in for customer service anywhere is you wait forever to talk to somebody and then it feels like you know more than they do. And in reality, the poor agent, every call they deal with is different and unique and it requires them time to research and suggest options. So by using AI to help them do their jobs more efficiently, not only are you creating better customer outcomes, but you're dealing with the, your labor better, right? It's hard to replace agents, never mind grow your workforce. Absolutely. And a happy agent creates a happier customer. And a happier customer creates a happier agent. It does. But not only that, but think about it this way, Steve. It also creates the ability for upward mobility for that employee, for that, for that agent. Because why? Mm -hmm. Well, because they, they have now have consumed a volume of what it means to interact with your product, your service, your, you know, wh whatever it is that your company is selling or representing. And, and, and it, because they're learning as, as things go and because AI will actually help them learn and consume, it's no longer that, oh, let me choose the answer from this dropdown list that best applies to the customer call. Because that's where we were, right? We, we, we had skills-based oh, yeah. routing, skills-based answers, you know, skills-based, okay, what product, what category, look, let's look up a keyword, right? And we've moved so far beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. To where we're actually helping that agent then amass that that capability and the know-how that also provides them flexibility and security, right? And I think that that ultimately is is kind of that end goal. And, you know, I, I think you're right. You know, we, we spend so much of our lives whether it's waiting on hold or trying to explain our position about the product or service. You know, I, I got to tell you, uh, yesterday, my, my wife called uh, one of the major online retailers 
uh, because they, she was shipped an incorrect item. And uh, she got a hold of an agent and they went round and round for almost an hour, Ooh. ultimately to find out that there was nothing agent could do to get her a replacement item that she needed in the time frame needed. Rather, I can give you a refund for what we shipped you, but I can't actually get you the item. And, and I thought about that experience. I said, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if we could figure out the right way to combine the human interaction with the right systems to be able to always come to the answer of, yes, I can solve your issue. Almost like, you know, the ultimate customer service adage would be, yes, I can fix that. Mm -hmm. Right. And that would be like amazing moniker. I think that anyone would want to have, but it reminded me of the fact that as we go forward, Steve, where this really ends up, right? And, and I believe this wholeheartedly. In fact, it's one of the major reasons I came to Avaya out of the ERP space for 18 years, which was I fundamentally saw that every digital transformation really required a communications transformation. And organizations that took that into an account as they molded what should happen with their ERP and their CRM and their PLM. And they kind of modeled that all together and said, this is where I need to go as a company. The organizations that knew what a factor communications was in that journey, they were successful. Mm -hmm. Organizations that looked at that as a separate problem, a separate challenge, and oh, I'll deal with that later often came back to figure out that while it was great to fix the back office, that the way that they approached, again, that customer value lifecycle was the critical linchpin in what they forgot to fix as part of their digital transformation. And when I look at where Avaya is right now today in their roadmap and where we're going, if we can be part of every organization's digital transformation journey, we can make come true those dreams that happen in the corner office when they say, how do I get to a place where my response to my customer is always, yes, I can fix that. And I think ultimately that's where we're going. We need to trademark that fast. Yes, I can fix that. That's got to become a trademark that we use because that's just such a great slogan. Steven Spears, I want to thank you for joining the podcast today. This was a fascinating discussion. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks again, Steve. Big thanks to Steven Spears for joining us today. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe for updates on new episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Steve Forkham, and this is The Experience, a podcast where we share insights into the future of customer and employee experiences.